Welcome to another episode of the Jones Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Jones, and we have... Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones. We got the great, you know, <laughs> the, the, the woman, the myth, the legend, Michelle's and me. Oh, yes. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Good to see. Uh, well, I don't see y'all, actually. It's good to be among you guys. <laughs> good to be heard. It's good to be heard. So this is some. This is a topic that we've been sitting on for about two and a half, three weeks. Uh, someone sent us a post where it essentially said that your kids do not owe you anything. That they don't owe you any good grades. Nothing. Not a. They don't owe you they don't good owe in you. school. They, they don't, don't owe you, you being successful. They don't owe you a good mood. They don't owe you saying good morning. They don't owe you. What else did it say? They don't owe you uh, uh, eating every bite. Are they food? They don't have to eat everybody food. They don't have to love every activity. They don't even have to say yes. They don't owe you a yes. That's what it says. Not a yes. <laughs> and so we were asked about, you know, the topic and especially with a lot of our listeners being around our age and Raising kids, some of them are growner than others. <laughs> I mm-hmm, say that. Mm-hmm. But uh, with us having kids, especially those that are crossing into adulthood at this moment, we'll talk about your relationship with your kids. Do your children really owe you anything for being the parent that you were and and everything else that we do as parents? Do your kids owe you for that? Right. So let's, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. I'm going to let you start. All right. So, we all have been raised by a down-home mom or down-home grandma or auntie that you, and, and, and we all know the type of auntie, mama, grandma, where it was like, can I do this? No, you can't do this. Well, why can't I do this? Because I said so. We always had a because I said so. Most black folks grew up on because I said so. So, to for most of us having come up in that age where it was like, the kids, if a parent told you no, it was yes, ma'am, no, sir. If if it was uh, if somebody told you to, um, when you go to school, I expect you to have a good grade in this class by the end of the year, or we're gonna have some problems. Guess what you did. You went to work and uh, you went to school and applied yourself and you got that grade because you knew that if you didn't do it, your mom or your dad was going to be upside your head, you know, or, or that behind, you know. So we grew up in a time where parents, you know, and I'm not saying everybody, I'm going to say at least 80s, 70s babies. Some 90s babies, but I'm just saying some, it seems like the, 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 the younger the children now, they don't tend to have an idea of what the old, the old style principles were. He's about to say Old Testament. Oh, I was about to say Old Testament. (laughs) But the old style principles where your, you know, where a parent told you to do something and they didn't want, they didn't care what your reason was. I wish I could have told my mom, you know, I was just going, having a bad day, and I just didn't feel like cleaning. Or, 
I was having a bad day, and that's why my I didn't do my grade, my my homework, or any of my assignments in school. Or if my mom told me to do something, and I just sat there and looked at her. I wish some, you know, I wish I would have acted as though what my mom said meant nothing. Cause we grew up in a time where that was that was unheard of. That's a big no, you know. So this here comes this post. You know, it was it was by someone that was not African American, and they said that we need to normalize. And I want to actually read it because I want you know you all to hear it for what it said. I'm not gonna tell the name, but they did put it on Twitter. So uh, it says your child doesn't owe you anything. Not good grades. Not good moods. Not nights. Uh, without waking up, not eating every bite, not loving every activity, not a yes. Your child doesn't owe you anything just because you're an adult. Now, first of all, it ticked me off reading it because in my mind, you requiring these things from your children is not because you're an adult. It... So she got that wrong, first off. It has nothing to do with your adulthood that makes you tell this child to do X, Y, and Z. It's not about being an adult. It's about, as a parent, it is your job to not only train that child, but to allow that child. You have to give rules. You have to say no. You have to tell that child, hey, eat all your food or 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 eat this or don't do this or go to school and be this way. Because guess what? If you don't tell these children, you know, and you don't guide them in, in good moral ways or good sound ways, then guess what's going to happen? This kid, this kid will go out here feeling entitled, feeling like everybody in the world owe them a yes. And, and we've seen it so many times where kids that have been raised in families where the, the rules were very lax and, and comfortable, these kids go out and they tend to have this mindset like everybody in the world, girls get boyfriends and they feel like these boyfriends are supposed to be this, 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 and this because I've never been turned down. And there are some, I'm sure you probably growing up met females where it was like, I've never been told no. You know what I'm saying? So you raise these kind of uh, young adult, well, children into young adults and they have these mindsets. What about, what do you think? Well, <clears throat> I'm just going to say that as a parent of, as we parent our children and, and uh, they, claim that they, you know, because like my younger two, I take them to church and they are, you know, they would love to sit at home and play on the game all Sunday and be on their phones all Sunday and be doing social media and talking with their friends and whatever else, but I'm like, hey, y'all going to church with me. And they, you know, at first they were not really keen on that idea. Even with the fact that the church that we go to now has a whole church full of kids that are around the same age as they are. And the reason why, because they're like, well, we come over to dad's house to not do stuff, to 
not have chores and to take it easy and this is uh, and you're telling us to do something. We come to dad's house to not have chores. Right. Because essentially because they don't want to go home ever. But the thing that I made sure that they understood that look, your dad spends a lot of money not just coming to get you but supporting the household that you guys live in. Your dad does a lot of behind the scenes work that you kids don't see when you're not here. You know, not just calling teachers and making sure your homework is getting turned in. Not just making sure that you have clothes to wear and shoes on your feet and the money that goes into it. Right. Not just going out and getting a house that they can actually come to and spend time in without being crowded in it so much. Right. You know, having a bed to sleep on, having sheets to sleep under, food to eat. And it seems like every time they come under food, we spend like two two hundred every week just feed, just feeding them. Right. But even with that being said, behind the trips that they take and all the stuff, if I ask you, if I say this is the standard, this is the standard, and I I thank God that my kids, I got a twenty year old who's doing okay, I got a seventeen year old who's gonna be out of high school soon, I got a thirteen year old who's She's she's good now, you know, because homeschooling, I think, was hard on everybody. But even with that being said, they knew what was acceptable and what's not acceptable. And with somebody going out saying your kids don't owe you something, your household has to run with some authority in it. You have to be able to say these are the rules and they have to follow it. If you, a grown person, don't follow the rules at your job, you get, you get fired. fired. <laughs> right. Or if, as an adult, you don't follow the rules of your landlord, right? Or you, you get, will you get, get put you out. Get, 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 you get kicked out. And so my whole thing is, your kids have to understand consequences that before they go out and spend jail time, before they go out being on the streets, being homeless, or robbing, or selling drugs, yeah, or whatever God, they do when they go wrong. God forbid, yeah. You have to be the one to be able to say this. And I'm not sitting here saying that uh, people who don't beat their kids and people who don't do this and that, I'm not talking about beating your kids or nothing because there is a way to do it all. There are people that were good parents and their kids still wind up in jail. Exactly. There are people that are good parents and their kids still went down the wrong path. Right. Hung with the wrong people. Because kids have the right to choose, especially when when you You could do everything right. You can you can do things and right. And your kids can still wind up we going were, down the wrong we've the wrong seen path. It. We've uh, seen it. Famous comedian, we're not gonna say his name, he lost his son. Right. And his son was out there not doing nothing wrong. Right. And something just happened. Right. But the point of the matter is knowing that situation, knowing how precious life is with your kids now imagine what happens if you're not taking the time out to to train and, and equip and to rate and, and to raise them with certain because moral values it, it starts at home it's not yeah. a teacher's job to tell your kid to stop acting a fool and well if he don't owe you good grades i wish my son would bring me home an f and think we was gonna be okay with the right. situation i wish he would come home and bring me some bad grades all over the place not do his schoolwork and think that I'm going to let him come to my house and play on the Xbox or the PlayStation or whatever it is we have. Right. I wish you think we're going to treat you good and take you to all these nice places and do all this special stuff for your birthday when you out here being trash. 
and talking crazy to people and, and not showing the love of God in you whatsoever. Right. Or, or not, and with the love of God, but I'm saying even, let's say the, the child doesn't really go to church, but even showing that my parents taught me better than this. You going out here and you're showing everything but that. And what children don't understand is that, you know, just like how adults, we go to, we work at a job. And let's say we work at at uh, the the king's firm or whatever. It's you know you work at a, at a high uh, uh, popularity, a high known company. So you work at this company, which means if you tell anybody where you work, you know it it, it it's known. It's going to be known everywhere. So you take the same adult, and that adult goes out one day decides to drink and drive or decides to drink and drive and accidentally hit somebody. When they trace back to that job, guess what? They're going to say this person worked for this place. They're going to, so you, people don't realize this, but you carry, you know, if you, if you work at this job or if you, you live here, you carry a, a certain amount of responsibility. So just the same way with children, when you go out, and you get out here in these streets and you acting a fool, guess whose name you carry? Guess who's... Right. They're, they're going to be like, oh, I, you know, old son? Hold up. But, but, but also, let always, me, but let me put it out there. We live in the day and age where if your son or daughter is out here acting a fool, the law don't care about your kid's life. They don't. They just shoot them they dead. They will shoot your kid dead. It's a black, for asking, a black child. Especially a black kid. Especially a black child. If they don't have no sense, if you don't sit down and have a talk with them about, hey, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to act when you come out here. Mm-hmm. People don't understand. And, they, and I hate the fact that, you know, everywhere it seems like they're trying to make a mockery of black history. As if the history that was being made in the 1950s and 60s, when we would be a hose down with, with hoses when Emmett Till got killed, when people were still being hung by ropes, <laughs> you know, people still being lynched. They try to make it seem like, oh, it was never like that, that the South never had a migration, that the the Jim Crow never existed. If you, if you look in the new history books that they're writing, if you look in the way that the the narrative is being carried on the news, you would never think that black people had nothing going on before police started shooting people or before the situation like it was never happened before. As a black parent, especially a black parent, my grandfather used to tell us stories and he was the one that if we all got in trouble because we lived in a house where a few of the parents all lived in the same house in the north side. So we got in trouble and the parents were like, this is this is beyond them. They were mad. They but they didn't want to beat you. They called my grandfather in. Mm-hmm. My grandfather would come in there and ask one question. Who did it? <laughs> and if we didn't come up with who did it, Everybody, everybody. everybody. That's, but you know what? It's like that in most. It, I think everybody's had like family right. like that. When I say my grandfather had a belt, he had. It was not just. It was a strap. One of them old Levi. I don't know what kind of leather they made this with. What kind of cow made the leather? But this was a strap. It seemed like they used to beat slaves with. It had mm-hmm. words on it. 
And when he hit you with this thing, the letters from the words was on your butt when he hit you with it. I remember I was watching with my grandmother um, a case of like 2020. It was one of them 2020 cases. And the kid, the grandchild, killed their grandmother. Mm -hmm. My grandma looked at me and said, if you dream, if you just dream one day because you mad at something I said that you ever gonna take my life <laughs> I will make sure before they put you in the jail cell that you get beat up and, and shot in the foot yeah. like my grandmother was like do not play but I'm just saying she I know while I know she was being facetious I know she wasn't but the truth is, what I'm trying to say is, back in the day, it was it was just a known thing. You just the a lot of stuff has changed nowadays because we gotta say that the respect the respect that that children have for adults and parents, like most kids, you'll see a kid that has respect for their parent, but when it comes to an, another adult, they don't. Not always. There are some that do. But a lot of times what you're seeing nowadays is like, if you're not my mama or if you're not my, somebody that can tell me what to do, I ain't got to listen to you. We see video after video of these kids slapping teachers, uh, spitting on adults, other adults. Or their mama rolling up defending Or and, and then sometimes you see them slapping their mamas and, and doing whatever to family members of theirs because... They have this this mindset that nobody can tell them no, yeah. or that they can. So, so some of the one thing I wanted to point out was some of the comments that people. It's I asked I put this on on Facebook and I said, I'm curious. I want to know you all's thoughts. And when I say I got comment after comment, and of course the consensus of it all was definitely not. Like no, your kids do. Your kids, they may, and, and I think we changed it from not using the word "oh" to it is your ch child's responsibility because of all the things that parents do for children. All the parent is asking in, in return is, look, you have a, a roof over your head. You have this, you have this. There are things you want that I provide to you. So the least thing you could do is get good grades, you know, uh, get your, you know, every now and then I broke it down. I said that, you know, every now and then kids are not going to be in good moods. Why? Because puberty. So one day a kid might be okay and the next minute they'll a girl that's going through puberty she'll look at you and not want to see you there but even if we say hey your kid may not be the best at school then they at least have to get c's your kid may not be the best at chores but you at least need to be doing some chores right if your kid may not be they may know, not be they may not be the type of person that eats everything on their plate but at least you know but, but step one we're gonna be respectful right step two you gonna do what I'm asking you to do within reason because and I say within reason and this is not an episode where I'm gonna be like we just beat our kids when my kids got to a certain age I wasn't whooping them no more I was not beating them I was not spanking them and the reason why is because different situations but I had to realize that I had to be more communicative I had to talk to them I had to 
really get it across and for the most part being communicated to them and not whooping them was almost as effective as when they were younger and I did have to come across the line and spank them a couple of times. But the main thing about it is there are times when, yeah, if you got a two and three year old, you do have to get them and you do have to maybe pop them on the leg a little bit and let them know, hey, you're don't do this. Don't throw a fit on me. Right. Don't talk like this. And when you have to show them the way, but when they're going on eight, nine, and 10 years old, Right. You have to do less of that and more communication. You have to do less of that. And the problem we have is I see way too many four and five year old kids walking right. around with cell phones. Right. Walking around with little tablets like because sometimes people just want to keep their kid quiet. And I ain't saying that, hey, um, you shouldn't go should no kid be with no phone. You have to honestly let somebody let a kid earn. Stuff like that. My kids were 13. I think each one of them, before they had phones, before they were able to use phones, before they got their own phones or whatever, they were going to different schools and had to walk to and from or whatever else. And even then, they were the cheapest phones imaginable. And they were teenagers before they got them. Ain't no way I'm going to sit here and have a baby, four or five years old, Mm-mm. asking me for my phone. You know, I don't play that. I don't, you know, my thing is now what I will do is, you know, like, we'll you watch know, you a get a little, or, uh, uh, or you have a little tablet where they have those little learning pad things. They have little learning videos. Like, uh, I think my niece has a little learning pad thing that she can watch videos and things on. Right, but eventually you, know, you got to turn that you off have and to actually turn raise interactive, your Interactive, right. It has to be interactive. And that's the other thing that I was going to say is that, you know, it's, it, while it's very important that you are taking the time to pull them away from the electronics and raise them, it's important to tell children why. Like, I've worked with youth for, and I say this a lot, but, you know, I, I, I say it in the sense that I don't want you to think I don't have experience in this area when it comes to what I'm about to say. But after having talked with youth and heard, asked them different questions of, you know, how are things at home and how is this going? The consensus about our youth is that at the end of the day, parents don't take the time to act or to, to tell them why. And what I mean by that is you got nowadays, and this is one thing that back in the day, like I said, Parents always said, because I said so. You know, they didn't take the time. That was probably the one thing I remember growing up thinking, explain to me. You know, and I literally, it wasn't a smart aleck thing. I literally wanted to understand. Mm-hmm. And I think some, ta- some days now, even when we were we were just out at the store and this lady was just yelling, just yelling, yelling, yelling at this, at the kid. At this kid and just cursing him out and this, this, this. And my thing is, like, sometimes, you know, the, you actually need to spend just enough time, as much as you say, clean this room, or as much as you say, do this in, in school, make sure you're getting these grades, explain to them, hey, I'm asking you to do this for good grades, and here's why. When you get older, 
You don't want to have a regret that I didn't do X, Y, Z. Or you may want to achieve certain things. You may want to go to a certain school. You may want to do this. And mom and dad or I, your mom, feel that I want you to be your very best. Explain this to them. Talk to them. But don't keep just, I said, da, 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 da. sometimes that, that yelling stuff it does cause children to shut down on you. If you talk to them calmly, you know, that tends to have more effect. But then some kids, you can talk calmly till you're blue in the face. Sometimes they need to be yelled at. Well, and I'm going to say this. What your kid doing and what my kid doing and your thoughts of, hey, this is success, this is not, are two different things. Every right. kid is not right. the same. I know that I got friends that their kids are going to big colleges, they're on the honor roll, and they're really doing all this good stuff in school, and that's fine. And I know some ones that got kids that are just working mm-hmm. and or you know, just moved out, got their own stuff. And glory to God that they're not out here into a lot of the stuff that some people are into. I know people that's got young kids in their early 20s, or not even in their 20s, and they didn't have two or three kids already. And it's a lot of people my age that are grand, that are grand, uh, their grandmas, yeah, and grandpas, and they kid ain't even over 19, 20 years old. And we're not saying that that's a bad thing, all shame on them. No, I'm just saying that if that stuff happens, you still gotta understand that you're still that kid's parent. Right. You, you are still, still have to guide them. You're still guiding them. You're still raising them. When they need help with the kids, you still have to be the one that says, when babies cry, this is what they do. You still have you to may, help them out. Right. You bit. don't necessarily have to. Now, I know some parents will say that's debatable. And it is to an extent in the sense where, yeah, you lay down here and had these kids. Yeah, you are going to know. You can't. I'm not going to let you have, You know, go out here and kick it with your friends on the weekend when your baby is here hungry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you may step in. Parents step in. But you still part... The new thing now is if a child makes a decision, I want to go out here and have a baby, and they do, now you have to... You know what I'm saying? You said they make a decision. Sometimes... Because they make a decision. When they say they want to have sex, you always run the risk. There's a possibility. I say that because you sound... Oh, my goodness. Don't say it. No, because you you sound hella old school when you say that. But I old school or not, the truth of the matter is, if this child goes out here and gets pregnant and has this child, you are now in a position of a parent. You can't sit here and say this child can't sit here and say, "Well, mama." I just want to, I'm still young. I want to be able to live my life. Well, guess what? You should have thought about that before you lay here and had this kid. Well, let me say what I was going to say on Cause that. Because that's the truth. I'm just going to put it out there like, you are a force in your kid's life for the rest of their life. Period. You are a force in your kid's life till you die. Till you no longer on the earth. And even when you pass away and, and you are, you know, hopefully you go to see God in heaven, you are still the memory that you imparted or the rules and the regulations and the spirit that you uh, poured out on your kid is still the, um, a really big force in their life, no matter what they're going through. Even so, if that's if you imparted something on So them. to say that this person 
So to say that this person that you didn't work your blood, uh, sweat, tears, and overtime, and pay rent, and you you know pay for lessons, and 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 did all the stuff to try to put them you know to try to support them, you went to choir concerts and uh, baseball, softball, soccer games, and stuff like that. To sit here and say that you as a parent don't have anything coming from a kid that you didn't put all the stuff in, they are wrong because when you look at if if, yo, if, if these people had a mom and their mom was ill, they gonna do everything they can to do to help their mom out. If if they parent was sick and stuff like that, they gonna break their neck to do everything they can to put their parent in the spot. Well, they're going to be okay. And that's the whole point of you can't say that there's no member of your immediate family. I'm talking about mothers, brothers, and sisters. And some people got people, friends that are even closer than that. It's not that you owe nobody anything, but as family, you just want to do everything that you can to support each other growing, period. Right. You know, I remember there was a time... Uh, a while back ago, and I'm gonna take it personal. I'm you gonna I take was, it personal? I'm gonna be this is a personal story. I was in a bit of a bind where we was out somewhere in O'Fallon, somewhere we got pulled over, and I had surprise, I had something a warrant or something out there I didn't know about, and they took me in. And I was like, you know, I get paid tomorrow, I'm only gonna miss one day of work, I'll be back out. I find out my daughter actually helped my wife get me, uh, bail me out that night to where, you know, and I was able to pay her back and stuff. But it was just the fact that my own daughter was like, hey, dad, I got this. I'm going to help you out. She didn't owe me that. I was not expecting that. I didn't know where it was going to come from or how it was going to happen. But the fact is, because I loved my daughter and I supported her and did everything else, because my daughter loved me, she didn't owe me that, but she did it for me because she loves me and wanted to make sure that I was okay. And that's the thing. That's what you have to look at. Like, these kids don't owe you anything, but if you show them that we work in love, honor, and respect... Because I just text my uh, wife the same verse, man. The first verse, the the third, the third commandment in the Bible is honor thy mother and thy father, and you may so that you may live long in the land that God is going to give you. Why would He tell you to honor thy mother and thy father? And people just want to take that one commandment and throw it out the window. Oh, your kids don't owe you nothing. That's not what the Bible said. Honor thy mother and thy father. What does that mean when you honor your mother and thy father? You take care of them. Just like they took care of you. Right. In most cases. And the issue that we have now is that there's a lot of parents that ain't taking care of their kids, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about do your kids naturally owe you something? And according to the word, yeah, they owe, they owe you to honor you and respect you and to hold you up because guess what you're doing? You're working hard to raise them. That's how they, that's how that umbrella works. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like I like that you brought out that scripture because it's it's important that we remember that. Like, I think it's it's awesome that when we go out to eat, you know, we're able to cover 
you know, my mom. You know, we're able to make sure my mom is okay or check on the house when she goes out of town. You know what I'm saying? Being able to do these above the top thing. You know, most people would say, hey, you ain't got to do all that. But to know that my mom can go somewhere and feel safe to know that we are looking out for her, that we are watching every every other every three weeks, my mom has to she has to uh, put this uh, this thing on for medically. There's she's got some medical things that we've gotta you know get sorted for her. But it 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 happens. It reoccurs every three weeks. I love being able, the one in the family where my mom is calling me and saying, hey, I need help with my medicine or I need help with this. Like, it's an honor for me to do that for her. Not just because, yeah, my mom gets on my nerves a lot of times, <laughs> but to be able to now, you know, I, I, I feel, I do feel like I owe that to her because I remember seeing my mom struggle most of my life struggle most of me and my siblings lives you know by herself at times you know to provide for us you know doing two or three jobs I remember my mom got a second job at a daycare center just because her working at the daycare center would allow me to be in daycare and you know just the stuff like that you know you can't you can't get older, especially, you know, your late 20s and stuff. You begin to see this stuff. These are things that, that begin to churn in your mind and you you begin to realize, wait a minute. So, I do owe, you know. I say when you start, I always say when you start raising kids, it, it always comes back. It, you begin <laughs> it to see. come back. And, yeah. and, I, and I just want to give a shout out to all the parents that are being good parents. And, oh, yeah. You know, I lost my mom about 14 years ago. And, you know, I, I know because my daughter's turning 13. And um, my youngest. And, you know, it, it's always bittersweet going into this time of year because it's around the same time that I lost her. And, and this is her favorite time of year going into Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. But um, the the sacrifices that they make and stuff like that, even the other stuff that went down, I don't try to remember the bad things. I just try to hold on to the good memories I had with my mom. And I wish I was closer to my mom. I wish I had spent more time while she was here. Yeah. And sometimes you just get so caught up, especially when you got a young family and you're married and you're trying to raise everybody and, you know, work jobs and Crazy. stuff. You know, but sometimes you have to take the time out to let your mom, let your people know why they're here. Because any day, especially with the pandemic and right. all the crazy stuff going on in the world, you could lose somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so just praise God for, for yeah. that. For and then parents. a quick shout out, you know, not shout out, but, but just to those parents that, okay, you may not have been a good parent. You may have been bombing the assignment you know jump on board it's never too late it's to try to change it's never too late to turn the table you know yeah you may have been a deadbeat last year but you can change that you can you can reverse that and right. start start now Make you know don't yeah don't let yourself don't get yourself to the point where it's like you oh well this is who I always be you can always change you know no, and it don't matter if you know I know a lot of single fathers out there who are not 
living with their kids and stuff like that, and their mom may have moved on to another guy and stuff, it is still your responsibility to play a part in your child's life. Even oh, yeah. if their mom moved on, oh, yeah. and it, you, it's still your kid. you still uh, a part of that process, and you don't want this child to, to, to only have somebody else to turn to as a good dad and stuff like that, or... Even as a good mom, we ran into somebody last mm-hmm. week that was talking about how they were paying, you know, a lady that's mom, she paying child support, and she wasn't in her kid's life. It is never too late. I don't care if they grown. It's never too late to, to be a part of your kid's life, to call them yeah. and to say I love them. Yeah. Or even if they ain't the same, man, take a trip. Get on the airplane. Get on the uh, train. Go see your kids. Give them a hug. And don't just do it to be on social media. Do right. it because you want to spend time. You want to be a part of their life. And yeah. I, I can just leave it there for me. Yeah, I mean, that's really all I have as well. I just, you know, that's my biggest thing is it's like, you know, while I understand this woman's point of view on this statement, I understand it from a inexperienced point of side. That's how I feel. You got but, a whole crash course in the but, last year. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, sort of. Um, <laughs> but I, but I, I will say that I think that you know the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from this is just become the big uh, uh, a better parent. And if you're still doing what you should do, just continue in that. We're gonna go ahead and end. Well. Not yet. First, we got a 30-second sports segment. What? Uh, Cowboys still winning. Shout out to Preston. PJ Dem. Shout out to my baby girl, uh, Miss Jeffrey over there, turning 20 years old this weekend. She turned 20. Uh, 20 years old. Oh that means goodness. I'm officially an old man. No, right? you were already an old man. Kids you in just, their 20s. You, you just become older. Uh, shout out to uh, Lyrical Therapy down me? at Herb Arts. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Herb Arts down on um, what were they at? Fourteenth Street. Fourteenth. There they got a new. In, they in got a, St. Louis Avenue. Yeah, my one of my uh, musical family uh, uh, volume speaks. I'm not gonna say her name, but she's been doing. She did an awesome job playing saxophone. Yeah, they doing a few of her oh, beats, and there was a lot of uh, wonderful artists. Artists oh, uh, phased it, and then um. Fazid, I think his name F- was. Fazad or? And, yeah, Fazad. And then a side effect, he was rocking the mic a few times. And yeah, it was it was amazing. It was a few guys that was down there doing their yeah. thing. Yeah, there was a singer guy too. <laughs> singer? I'm, I don't want to miss, I don't want to forget people's names. I don't, don't want to. I don't remember his name. But, but they do have but a, he did a. He did a wonderful job. But they are on Instagram and uh, Facebook and they do a show every first Friday now. Down at Herb Art. So if you know, if you are out on a Friday night and you want to see some local talent that or you know And you're in the St. Louis metropolitan area. Right, and just go ahead and look it up, Lyrical Therapy. Yeah. It's every first Friday of each month and um we'll be definitely trying to see a few uh few of the um, artists locally just Getting out and bumping that boats with them yeah. and showing the support for the local music scene. There's a lot of people doing things around here. Yeah, so that's about it. It was a great busy weekend, but uh, busy weekend. Oh yeah, shout out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Huh? 
There's the sports. Tom Brady. <laughs> Look, <laughs> you got so lucky. <laughs> They kick hit the turn of it. Bill was like, oh. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, yeah, but shout out to everybody. for. Oh, and also, so we are watching. Um, we've got a couple reviews we're going to do coming up. One review is on the um, Gears of War. Oh, because yeah. we are about to finish Gears of War 3, and it was... Uh, they just celebrated their 20 twenty years. 20, 20th year anniversary. So we are going to recap. Best Xbox 360 game ever. <laughs> we're going to recap that. We finished. I think we, we almost we're done. almost done. We're so, on the last chapter. Um, so we're going to recap, go over that. We are also watching, um, shockingly enough, we are finishing a season of Hell's Kitchen. Um <laughs> Out on the watch Hell's Kitchen, y'all. <laughs> so we'll talk about that too. <laughs> it's been juicy though, it has. And uh, he don't want to admit it. It's been raw. <laughs> it's been this is raw. This is raw. Oh, take it back. <laughs> Shut it down. Get out. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, and then we just started. The Squid, Squid Games. Games. Oh man! So we're kind of the first episode is we'll go we'll get into that next and time. And stuff got real. <laughs> we'll get into that next time, but we do have some more episodes coming up to you guys. Again, have a good night. We thank you guys for listening. Be safe, uh, and God bless you all. All right. Good night.